Welcome back to Soothing Now Appalachia. I'm Jeremy, and hopefully you guys are doing good wherever you're listening from. I know I said I wouldn't go do an episode for the next couple weeks, but I mean, at this point, it's just, it's it's turned into whenever the fuck I wanna I wanna do one. Uh, it's early in the morning. Got a workout in. Uh, cleaned up a little bit, and. I was thinking about a conversation I had with my kid, and we had been talking about, you know, he, he's got college coming up, beginning out of high school, and, you know, I've noticed that there's a severe dislike for the state. from younger people I don't I I really uh, I can't stand this new shit that keeps coming out everybody's offended about something everybody's trying to find a reason to be a victim I I can't stand that shit and that seems to be where a lot of people and we've talked about like city versus rural um you know, people people have their fucking misconceptions whenever they're not even from an area or or whatever. And there there seems to be a lot of want to get the fuck out of the state because of that. But there's also economic reasons and and so forth. And um, you know, the youngin asked me. He said, you know, uh, do you think I should stay in state or or maybe go out of state? And I told him straight out, I, I said, that's up to you. You know, I'm not going to hold you back either way. As a parent or a parental figure, I mean, we, we, you know, uh, technically my nephew, but I had a huge part in raising him whenever he was a baby. Um, and all the way up until now, <clears throat> As a 15-year-old young man, I've tried to instill in him uh, at least some common sense, and we have enough open dialogue so that we can share ideas and uh, communicate uh, our thoughts and stuff, and we don't agree on quite a bit, but there's a lot of stuff that we kind of uh, find middle ground in to where we're okay with that. And when it comes to like leaving and stuff, that's, that's one of those things where, you know, I, I am wide open with it. You know, if he wants to, you know, and I've always had that mentality too, that I can't change the way if I have a kid, I'm not going to be able to change the way they think. They're just going to have to experience life, and that's going to have to be what it is. You know, if it's a bad decision, unfortunately, I can only give so much guidance before I have to just sit back and wait for something to happen, and hopefully it doesn't happen, you know, whether that be, you know, troubled, you know, John Law or, you know, uh, just a mistake in a relationship or 
you know, maybe they should move here, or maybe they should move here, or you know, whatever the case is. I think it's good for kids to get out and see the world. For as much as I dislike modern society, I think there's a lot of valuable, um, there's a lot of value in, in actually traveling around and finding yourself. And I think that's something that only the individual can do. And you can't, you can't do that for everybody. Um, they have to do it themselves. Whatever that looks like. If that looks like going to school, or if that looks like a road trip, or if that looks like, um, you know, going somewhere that you've never been before with no money and working for a place to, to lay your head for the night and a little bit of food, whatever that looks like to them, I think it's good to, to get out there and actually find yourself. With within, you know, keeping good sense about you. You know, not going out here and going fucking ape shit and, you know, <laughs> ta taking down the damn uh, corner store or anything, you know, nothing like that. But, you know, don't be going out here, you know, robbing a place. That's uh, not really finding yourself. That's finding yourself in a bad situation is what that's doing. But whatever that looks like, I think it's good to be supportive. The problem becomes in a place like Appalachia, small town Appalachia, um, and, and speaking specifically, obviously, of here in West Virginia, because as always, I tell you guys, you know, this is what I know, so I'm not going to speak on too much on anything outside of that realm, because then it makes me look like a fucking idiot. But generally speaking, small town Appalachia, and I don't want to say is closed off to these open ideas, these big, wide open ideas, but I mean, in a lot of ways they are. Uh, for as much as I love this culture, uh, you know, it's obviously got its drawbacks as well. Um, and I think it goes with people holding on to old ideas. Um, and not useful ones, really, not, not ideas that are part of the culture necessarily, but it's more or less part of, uh, not, not knowing anything else, you know, you, you find, uh, that a lot of folks <laughs> stay in the town they were raised in, work and die in the same town, you know, in the same holler or whatever. People romanticize that. And for me, and, and I think it's just a different difference in uh, what you want out of life. For me, I'm fine with that. I think I had my adventuring whenever I was younger. And that's all I really care to get you know I, when I was younger specifically around my nephew's age um, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out 
I couldn't really see me living here for the rest of my life because, you know, I, I wanted, and I had these big grand ideas of, of things that I was going to do, you know, <laughs> as you typically do. Um, you know, it was, I knew I was going to find a job somewhere. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, be a tattoo artist somewhere or I'm going to go to mortuary school. And I knew I couldn't do that in the state. And, um, you know, it's just all these ideas. Cause I always wanted to be, um, in the funeral business. I always wanted to be a tattoo artist. Or an archaeologist. That was the third. That was, that was always the third option that I wanted. But I knew that archaeologists would be a hell of a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of things that were, you know, uh, the most likely I was not going to be able to get into without um, those type of resources. And so I, I was like, well, you know, tattoo artists are funeral business then I wanted to do web design for for a little bit but I had all these ideas I was going to you know go cross country and then at one point I was going to go to uh, Philadelphia uh, I got in a relationship and I was going to, she left uh, West Virginia and went to Chicago and I was I was going to go out that way and you know there's a there was a lot of times that I was going to get the fuck out you know and I wanted out and I think as I got older the more I realized that my you know I'd, I'd done the tattoo thing and I think the I think honestly me getting out of tattooing kind of put me in my place about where I want to be. So after that, I realized I'm, I'm pretty okay with, you know, staying in, um, you know, staying in town. I didn't realize it until, until then that what I really want to do is just find a spot and, you know, set my, set my roots down and, and just start building a life for myself. Tattooing, I'm glad I didn't go out of state for it because <laughs> in-state was bad enough. Some of the tattooers out, uh, outside the state, I was not, I wouldn't have been able to stand, um, These rock star personas, this gatekeeping bullshit. Um, you know, if you get certain type of tattoos, then, uh, you know, then I'm going to charge you extra for this. And really, it's, it's not because of a, a technical issue. It's not, it's not because of anything other than the fact that it's just a, a stereotypical tattoo. Uh, 
nowadays, you know, you know, before it was like tribal tattoos and shit. Now it's, I guess you'd say it's more or less, you hear the bitching about, and, and it happens every so often. There'll be like a, a new popular thing that comes around and you, you hear people bitching about it and these stuck up motherfuckers. Uh, I think right now it's roses, clocks, and, um, oh God, what do you call those? Hourglasses. Shit like that. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's just dumb shit. Just because, I mean, if you don't like doing it, then refuse the job and just move on. You know, no sense in sitting around and, and bitching and griping about it. It's, it's some spoiled ass shit. Money is money. I get that. If you don't like working on something, you may not be putting your all into it. But if you're, if you're not going to enjoy it and you're just going to bitch about it, you might as well just refuse the job. That's the way I see it. And, you know, meeting the people that I met and then getting, you know, my spot taken by some hippie chick who was selling the, the owner and her old man pills. <laughs> yeah. I just, I couldn't, that was enough of my adventure, you know, bitching about, they bring me in and then they bitch because I don't have a place, but they're not giving me a paying gig. And then the one time I, I my first actual paying gig, my, my paying, uh, tattoo would have actually been ironically enough tribal, but it would have been a quick 400 bucks. Um, and they got pissy with me because, you know, I was staying in a basement and, uh, didn't have a car and they knew this before they brought me in. Essentially I was going to be homeless until I, I got my shit and go through my apprenticeship. And, uh, so between punching old boy in the face and, I guess the last straw was, uh, I wasn't selling them pills. <laughs> if I would have sold them pills, I, w I would have been able to keep my booth. But, uh, no, I mean, they, they took, they took the one job that I had, the boss's husband did. It was also going through his apprenticeship at the time who I punched. Uh, but he ended up taking the job out from underneath me. And, uh, that was, that was pretty much that. <laughs> After that, I went, I remember going home and I was devastated because I wanted to be a tattoo artist ever since I was little, right? And I get home and, you know, I sleep in my bed and it's, you know, I get a shower, I sleep in my own bed and, you know, my... My family was, was real supportive during that time. They, uh, they supported me going out and they didn't like the fact that I was sleeping on a, on a piece of deer skin, uh, on the ground, you know, with rats swarming around or, or whatever, you know, in some dirty ass basement for somebody that I've never, I never knew up until I started living in their fucking house. 
that they didn't like that aspect of it. But I, I, I thought it was an adventure. It was something new. It was something that I was proud of. Um, and I, I was real happy to, to have some place that I could go every day and work to be, to be better at what I wanted to do. Um, I felt like I wasn't given too much, uh, direction, just told like, here's a machine, like, here you go. I don't have time for this. Instead, they're going to conventions and all this other stuff and going to music shows and kind of leaving me to answer phones and, and, uh, co-run the shop with, you know, uh, the piercer. And knowing damn well we probably wasn't going to have a job at one point. <laughs> we were we were just essentially glorified babysitters for the shop at, at that point and kind of figured we probably wasn't going to be working there much longer. But, um, you know, I thought, given, given the fact that, you know, I, I had an opportunity I was going to try to make the best of. Um, so I had, I had that little summer adventure there and came home and, and like I said, you know, got a shower, slept in my own bed and everything. And, um, you know, ended up going next door and spending time with my, with my nephews and my brother and my papa and it was good to be home. And I think that little bit of time immediately after I came home, I, I realized that what I wanted was to set down roots. So I think being in a parental role and seeing what opportunities are around right now here, um, and then there's stuff that, that's in the works. It seems like that will make living here a lot easier as far as, uh, hopefully jobs go. I'm hoping we get to see that. Uh, but you know, the fact is kids are going to want to wander and you just got to let them go have those, those adventures or those little uh, moments, and if they decide to come back, then fantastic. If not, I think that's okay too. But the important thing that I've learned from having a family that's been real supportive of whatever I needed to do, not wanted to do, but needed to do, myself to figure out who I am is to you know let me go go off and make my mistakes and a lot of these parents have such strict ideas for what they want their kids to do or to become and all that's doing is breeding resentment uh, I know if I was put in that situation and I do have family members who didn't want me to do certain things. 
but I had to try, you know, I had to try to, you know, and whether or not I failed or not is, is completely, you know, neither here nor there, but I had to try for myself to know whether or not I could do it or not. You don't want a kid to settle down and not be ready to settle down in a, in a place. You want, you want to make sure that they live their life to the best that they can. And if that means getting out for a few years, or maybe just getting out, period, my God, sometimes you just got to let go because you got to think, are you holding on because it's in their best interest or are you holding on because it's what you want for yourself? Uh, people, people have said to me, because I take care of mom and such, and it's been said like to me that it's really sweet that I do what I do and, and all this stuff. And the fact is, and I've, I've stated this multiple times, you guys are probably sick of hearing it. That's family tradition. You don't put anybody in a home. You don't just up and forget about them. You don't leave them we always take care of each other. Whenever you breed that resentment and stuff though, what you're doing is you're kind of, you're kind of severing a possible future over some bad, bad blood just because you're trying to do something that you want. Or you're trying to get somebody else to do something just because you want it done a certain way. I'm not talking about like letting your kids do drugs and shit. Obviously, it's like I said, you know, I'm talking about letting them get out. I don't know why people get so pressed about letting letting your youngins get out and, and see the world experience, you know, school or other jobs or whatever let them have adventure you know let them let them figure out what they want because you can't do that for them I think if I wouldn't move out a little I, I would have still been in that holler if it wasn't for my house getting destroyed you know, my family is all through that holler. Just about everybody got their house uh, messed up in some way, shape, or form. And either they repaired or... Well, actually, everybody everybody but us repaired. Um, our trailer was real messed up. And then Papaw's house was pushed off the foundation. So there was... I mean, that house had been his schoolhouse whenever he was a kid. Came home and uh, he came home from the military. He worked on Blair Mountain for a while. They had moved around to a couple different places, Sunbeam and 
places like that and then um, moved back to Mud Fork. Bought the old schoolhouse built onto it. So that house has been, been there forever and I mean it got pushed off the foundation. There's just no sense in just no sense in uh, trying to rebuild that or just trying to remodel it. <laughs> but I would have still been in that holler and I would have been happy in that holler. I would have been I would have been happy with still living in Logan. Um if it wasn't for mom getting sick and stuff, I'd I'd be in Logan right now. Uh, but she wanted to move here because my uncle wanted her closer and uh, she wanted to be here and that was it. Uh, all of us were going to live together and but it, it like I said it took it took me to realize what I wanted. So for those out there who, who have kids just try to let them form their own personalities teach them right and make sure they know what's what but let them develop their own you know sense of self I'm, I'm not a parent myself you know as far as the actual bloodline goes uh, but I have been taking care of this kid off and on since he, he's been born The other one decided to go live with <laughs> with my uncle because because I was too strict. Uh, all because I gave him some chores to do, and he didn't he didn't like that. And they made the decision to uh, to have him move in. And I said, "All right, well, you you want to teach him certain things? That's fine. And, and you know, if he wants to pick up on them, then." All right, but the kid's rebellious, and that's, that's on you. But, you know, with Levi, he's, uh, you know, I, I've tried to teach him right or wrong. You know, we, you know, I taught him how to fight whenever he was younger, and kids were picking on him. I, you know, and, um, I told him, you know, when to fight, when not to fight. I taught him. You know, try to teach him how to use his head right and how to how to use common sense. What to do whenever he gets upset and he you know he's seeing red, he needs to calm down and breathe a little bit. Lately, we've been having a lot of conversations about him being a young man and and things that he's going to have to deal with socially being a, a young man uh, in this world and what that means and what that's going to mean going forward until he's dead you know things that um, he should expect um, you know he's going through relationships right now so you know how to you know we have a lot of those talks about you know how to deal with relationships and how to deal with certain scenarios and, I mean you got to teach your kids right obviously and if you do it, it, and you know, there should be no reason that you shouldn't be confident, hopefully, in, you know, letting them make their own decisions. It's a scary thing to give them a little bit of freedom.
you know, it's, <laughs> it scares the shit out of me. Uh, but you gotta. And I find that um, seeing them make the right decisions is really rewarding. Uh, knowing that you've done the right thing, that um, you taught them right, or you were you were the example. Um, so, yeah, I think to wrap this up, you know, kids are going to want to wander. They're going to want to get the fuck out of these small towns. They're going to, you know, whether or not you know you live in the region or not. Kids, uh, kids are naturally going to want to wander and have their own experiences. They don't want to live through your experiences. So they may not take your advice on certain situations and, and stuff. Um, they may not want to, but the only way they're going to learn for themselves is to get out and, and actually experience. So let them. And for those in, in these small towns in the region specifically that have such a hard time letting go, I get that clan and family is, is one of the most important things. It's it's the center of of our culture, but you know, sometimes you just gotta let go. And, and don't shut the door on them because you're pissed off that they want to leave and, and you know have some experiences in their life you know like I said if they want to if they want to take a fucking road trip and not really know what the fuck they're doing or where the fuck they're going but just they just want to get out and drive and and you know, end up somewhere, somewhere new. Don't, don't cause a big fucking ruckus about it. Because if, if God forbid anything happened, and Lord, uh, you know, hopefully it wouldn't. But if something happened, you, you don't want that in your conscience. But teach them right and be open with them. Let them figure out who the hell they are. It's bad enough we got too many people. It's everybody's trying to be everybody else. That's a big problem that we're having. That's one reason. Uh, yeah, that's that's one big thing I've I've noticed. You know with little social experiment I refer, <laughs> I refer to it as my social experiment of trying to uh, merge <laughs> with society there for a couple weeks you know, it's something you see all the time but I mean really whenever you sit down and like, it, it's fucking maddening it, it really is everybody is just jumping on bandwagons echo chambers you know I've Whenever you actually sit down and pay attention to it, it's kind of like walking by something in a house and it's been there forever and you know that it's there, but you don't think about it. And then one day you spot it 
and you just can't stop looking at it. It's like right now I've got these things hanging on the wall in the kitchen. It's got fruit on it. It's uh, it's like two tiles and then a spoon that hangs on the wall. And I know it's there, but doing this show, I'm just now actually looking at it for the first time in a very long time. Same thing. Like, I, you know, we've talked about this stuff before, but it wasn't until I started paying attention that I really started to see that it's just, it, whenever I say echo chamber, that's downplaying it. Um, it it's, it's just a lot of repeating bullshit. It's a lot of acting like other people. It's, it's trying to, you know, base your identity off somebody else's identity. You see a lot of this shit. Uh, it's let them, let them form their own shit. And if you've taught them right, then, then they should do that. Um, cause you do have obviously people that they want their kids to be a specific way or the, they want their kids to be like miniature versions of them. Just let them figure it out, man. That said, I guess I'll catch you guys next time, and uh, hopefully, you and Yorn is is doing good. And <laughs> some of you motherfuckers are staying out of trouble. I know how, how a couple of you are. So, uh, be good. Take care of each other.